branch and um, it's, really, it's really good to be here, really enjoy the worship and um, my goodness there are a lot of new faces. God bless you all. Let's hand clap for all the new faces, yes, new faces. <laughs> no, blessings, blessings. Um, well, I want us to uh, turn to Luke chapter um, 22. In fact, um, let's go to Jude. There's one chapter in Jude, so it's Jude 3. Jude 1, 3. And it reads like this. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning your common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you, Concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for the privilege. Lord, we do ask that your grace will continue Thank you for the anointing on the service. Lord, this, uh, this word cannot come forth unless you liberate and anoint and touch and grace me. And I pray you do this, Father, so that we can hear your heart for us. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for liberty and I thank you for your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, well, once again, it's a real privilege to be here, um, and I want to thank Pastor Joe for the opportunity to just share a few things um, from my heart, and um, so greetings to all of you again. Um, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, content earnestly for the faith. Okay. Now turn to the other person and say, contend earnestly for the faith. You know, the word contend here means to struggle. It means to struggle. One of the things we have to realize as believers is that we need to, we need to struggle in the faith. There are seasons in the believer's life where what will happen is you would go through an experience so intense, so distressing, so troubling, so, so challenging that if you do not hold on to the Lord your God and if you don't hold on to the word, you could be taken out. But my prayer today for us, the people of God, 
that when such a situation happens to us, and dare I say, maybe some of us, we are in the heat of such a moment. My prayer is that you not be taken out. Can I hear a good amen? amen. Struggle. Struggle. When you look at this scripture, it says contend for the faith. Contend, which is telling us that when it comes to the gospel we have received, it is so important that the principles within it, the rules within it, we need to uphold them. And as we walk in life and we come against things that, that, that are pressuring us, we'll be able to stand tall and stand firm. Struggle also means agony. I don't know how many of us have been through such an experience, an experience so intense that there is pain. When you look at the Lord Jesus' life, you see very clearly that he experienced such a time. Not once, not twice, but a number of times. And the scriptures point to two of those events. One of them was in a wilderness, the other one was in the garden of Gethsemane. And in the garden of Gethsemane, Jesus experienced something he had never experienced before. He knew what was coming. And he knew that this thing that he was going to face, the cup that was given for him to drink, was going to be so heavy. The scripture says he was in agony. He was heavy. He was weighted down. But listen to this. And this is a principle that you and I, we need to take on. In the heat of the agony and the pain, the scripture says Jesus goes to pray. Anytime you are going to go through any difficulty, you must make sure that prayer is at its highest point in your life. Not just in your mind, not just in desire, but in action. Because the scripture says that the Lord Jesus took his disciples and they went to the garden of Gethsemane. And when they were there, he took the uh, two of them, the ones who were closest, Peter, I, be, I believe James and John, and he took them a little bit further on. And then he said to them, watch here and pray. And then he went a stone's throw, the Bible says, and he began to call on God because of the pressure of life. I don't know if any of you play... Um, What's this Xbox and what's the other one? PS3, PS4. I, I don't play. But I have certain friends who play. And they're very good. And then my sons, they play. And um, I watch them. And one of the main reasons I don't play is because I'll lose. Now, when, 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 when you know, they have the fighting games. I think it's Tekken or one of those ones. And when you have selected your opponents, what does the computer say? Or what does the PS4 say? Fight. <laughs> you see, this one's a player right there. 
You have to pray for him, you know. It says fight. It says fight. The word contend comes from the Greek word epagonomosai. Uh, Bit of a mouthful, so I'm not going to say it again. And it, and, it, and it means to struggle. And it comes from another word, which is agon, which means to be led into a contest. It means to be led. When the Apostle Paul was teaching on this, he was, he was making reference to the games that took place in Greece. And one of the things we need to realize, brothers and sisters, what you may be going through, you have been led into it. Because sometimes when we are experiencing these things, it's too much to bear. And we begin to say, God, why have you brought this upon me? God, why? What have I done? I know this is something I would say. I said, Lord, there's something I've done. There must be some secret sin. There must be, I'm, I have failed you in some way. I've lost favor with you. And what happens? The Lord is silent. Silent. And many of you are going through such a thing. It's intense. It's challenging. You want answers. You want to hear from God. You want to know the next step. But there's silence. Turn to your neighbor and say, silence. And the other one goes, shh. We are being led into battles. And the battles are such that it is part and parcel, part and parcel rather, of your walk and of your faith. And we must learn to be contending. We must learn to be wrestling. We must learn to be struggling. We must learn to be fighting. If you do not fight, you will lose. And if you lose, you will suffer. But today I say there are warriors in this house. Amen. There are people of God who are here who are going to engage against the enemy. There are three areas that you must struggle for. The first area is you must compete for the prize. You must compete for the prize. The scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, going, it says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run? But only one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain it. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run? But only one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain it. The word obtain means to take something eagerly. To seize it. To possess it. You must have this firmly in your mind and in your spirit that in the struggle you are going to make sure that you seize the price you must be one that has a winning mentality in the games 
in this time, it wasn't like how we have it now, where you get three prizes, gold, silver, bronze. It wasn't like that. There was only one prize. There was only one winner. And so this is the attitude we must have, that in the struggle, we're going to make sure we win. In the struggle, we're going to make sure we gain the prize. In the struggle, we're going to make sure we are the ones on top, not the ones underneath. For the scripture says this, we are the head and not the tail. It also goes on to say, you're the above and not the beneath. So we need to rise up, not with a low kind of mentality, but know that the Lord has imparted grace and strength and authority inside of us so that when we contend with the enemy, the scripture says this, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So when you're going to fight, it's like back at school, those of us who had older brothers, Pastor Joe had an older brother, Alfred. And Alfred was known. Hmm? He, he would just look at you and you will melt. But if you feel you have some power, then he will have to do some displaying. And fortunately, it's, 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 it was good for his younger siblings. And I want you to know this. We have been privileged. And we have been lifted up in heavenly places. And, and, and we have behind us our heavenly lover, our friend and our brother, our king of kings and lord of lords. And when we're in the fight and we're getting a few licks, our brother is behind us. Our friend is behind us. The king of kings is behind us. And what does he do? He says, move out of the way. And then he will blow down his enemies. Yes, because we are in the struggle and there's only one prize and we must win that prize. Can I hear a good amen? I, I think I'm preaching good. It's the anointing here. This is not normal. Not normal. From South Woodford. We preach like, oh, good evening, brethren. Um, yes, sir, when you get into the struggle, pick up your fist and fight. That's how we talk down there. But there's power in this house, amen. There are giants in this place, amen. Yes. My dad told us a story. I'm from Ghana. But I live in Peckham. And my dad said this, because we're Ghans, Ghans. Ghans. And the Ghans are known for a reputation of strength and fighting. Do you see? So no doubt you can see the DNA is coming through. You know, don't be fooled by this, there's power here. Now listen to this, my dad said they would train the younger ones like this, they would take them to the beach. And on the beach, the older sibling would say, you see that guy over there? Go and fight him. Go and fight. In other words, they'll pick a fight. Go and fight him. They will measure, okay, roughly the same height. Go and fight. And so the younger sibling has to fight because if he doesn't, his older brother will beat him. 
And so he has no choice. So he then goes and fights. If he wins, it's all good. If he loses, the older brother will step in and beat up the opponent and say, this is how you do it. We do not realize that the Lord at times picks fights for us. He allows certain things to come your way. That's another way of putting it. If I put it crudely, he picks fights for us. He allows you to engage in the battle because he's looking for strength and development and maturity and growth. And so he will allow you to go through the struggle. You see, when you go through the struggle, you develop internal strength and spiritual muscles. The scripture says that the Israelites, they didn't know how to fight as they were in the wilderness just coming out of it into the promised land. They hadn't been warring for 40 years, so they didn't know how to fight. If they had engaged in the battle, they would have lost. If they were engaged in a battle to try and take the promised land, they would have been wiped off. So the Lord began to help them to fight different nations and different cities and different kings etc so that they can learn the art of war and I am telling us today we need to learn the art of war and there are some people here you know how to fight I want to encourage you it is a struggle right now it is a challenge right now but I got no more stay in the fight because you must obtain, you must seize, and you must possess. You know, righteous living doesn't just come. It doesn't just happen. As you respond to God's word, what happens is you begin to build up the faith, you begin to build up the ability to be temperate. In fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, it says, be temperate in all things. Because when you're running and you are seeking to obtain, you have to train and you have to develop. And the development that takes place is in your soul. If you allow your soul to do what he wants to do, there'll be trouble for you. But if you allow your soul to bow to the word of God, and allow the spirit man influenced by the Holy Ghost to lead you. Because the scripture says, those who are, the, are, are, are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. And if you allow the spirit of God to lead you, then you'll be led in, from oasis to oasis, those who are in the wilderness. And you'll be, learned, you'll be led from victory to victory. You need to be temperate. You need to watch how you live. You need to pursue righteous living. We need to pursue uh, being like our Lord. You, we need to pursue making sure that our, our lives are lived in a circumspect way. Unrighteousness is a deadly thing. It will short circuit anything the Lord has for you. And part of the struggle is for you to lay hands on these things that God has freely given. But you must develop. Turn to your neighbor and say develop. The second area is this. You must contend with your adversary. You must contend with your adversary. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 to 6. 
says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not, we do not, we are not rather waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Ephesians 6, we know it fully well when it talks about how we put the armor of God on. What is the purpose of the armor? It's to do battle. It is to fight. It is to engage. It is to contend so that you prevail. The enemy will seek to hold many things back from us. And that is why the prayer that we were praying earlier on, when we were praying with regards to the building, is correct and is right. Why? Because we are contending. You see, the the day this church gets its building, it will shift to another level. The day we have a facility where we can do all the things that is within this vision, you begin to see a multiplication that is going to take place in this church. In fact, I firmly believe that the Lord is going to bless this church with more souls, with increase, uh, with more fresh anointing. He's going to bless this church. Uh, You know, if you continue the way you are continuing and you allow God to use you in the struggle, uh, I'm telling you, this place will be fuller because you contend with the powers of darkness in the area and you will resist them and you will buffet them and you command their hold to be released uh, from the people. When their hands and their arms are released, from the people then the scales will fall from the people's eyes and they will see the marvelous light of the glory of Jesus Christ in this house and they shall come running in struggle we have to contend with the enemy the enemy has decided he cannot allow you to move forward but today you must make a declaration you will move forward, amen. Nothing shall come against you and your prize. Nothing shall come against you and what the Lord has already possessed for you. Because the Lord has possessed things for you, but you must go and take a hold of them. You must put your hands on them. Can I hear a good amen? Contend with your adversary. There are spirits that are releasing all kinds of things releasing the spirit of pornography. This age is so intense where we can access these things so readily and so easily. We in this church, we could be sat in a corner with our phone observing certain things we shouldn't be observing. Spirits released. There's spirits of abortion. I heard of this awesome story. And in this story, this group of Christians wanted to go outside an abortion clinic. And when they went there, in fact, when they were going, some of them would say, oh, what's the point? Thank you. They said, what's the point? It's unnecessary. We're just gonna be just there with placards. But they went anyway. When they went, I'm gonna cut a long story short. When they went, 
One of the guys said, oh Lord, what, what should I do? And the Lord said, just hold the sign up. And the sign was, don't kill your baby, we can help you. And he's thinking, oh, this is really stupid. Oh, what's the point of this? This is really stupid. But he was doing it because he felt prompted, all doing it. Unbeknown to, unknown to him, there was somebody inside, a husband who was waiting in a waiting room. And his wife was in pre-op, about to have the procedure. And he was, he was frantic, he was unsettled about all of this. And he began to kind of talk to the Lord and he was in turmoil and guess what he said? Lord, give me a sign. <laughs> And then even with that sign, when he saw it, he was saying, Lord, please, can you confirm it? And as we do, kind of long story short, he then goes out, talks to this man. The man asked him a question which related to the second sign. It was just so random, but it was so spot on. And the guy goes, wow, this is what I feel I received. Oh, do you think it's right? The guy holding the placard said, my friend, get in there, get your wife, and get out immediately. He runs in to the clinic. As he's in there, he's going into uh, the, the, the theater, well, the pre-op place. As he's going in, they're all stopping him. What are you doing? You can't come in. He said, no, I want my wife. No, move out of the way. I want my wife. And so what happens is he goes in there, he gets her out, takes her away. Mom's down the line. Here we have a service. And in the service, the pastor says, talk, gives this testimony and says, the story isn't finished yet. And he calls the woman out. And she's holding a four-month-old baby. Rescued. Rescued. Abortion is a giant but you know, there are other giants. The gang culture that we have, atheism. I mean, we can name it over and over and over. And it is not right for us as believers to be living side by side with these things. When God has called us to engage against these things and to win and to prevail and to subdue, And he has given us authority and power. The scripture says, behold, I give you authority over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And as we engage and as we stand and as we press in line by line, little by little, as you gain strength, you begin to deal with the small demons. Then you graduate, class two. You deal with something a bit more stronger. You deal with it. And then you move to the next level and you deal with something bigger and stronger than you. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Can I hear a good amen? amen? It is important that we do not allow our adversary to be victorious over us. It is important. You have no idea what you have inside of you. The very least of us, the very least of us has great authority over the devil. 
this afternoon, the people of God shall rise up as warriors. Can I hear a good amen? amen. What are you facing? What, 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 what is standing over you? I remember one individual was working at a certain place, and the Lord said to them, fortify yourself. They were on holiday, and they were going back. The Lord said, fortify yourself. You are going back to work, fortify. And they said to me, when they'll be going, they could sense a huge, huge opposing entity. Huge. But you see, they are a woman and a man of faith. And as a result of that, they were fortified and they were able to handle that pressure. I want to encourage you this morning. You can handle what is coming against you. I'm being very serious. You can handle what is coming against you. Contend with your adversary. The third area is this. We must endeavor to accomplish what the Lord has called us for. Each individual has a purpose and a destiny. And you must endeavor to accomplish this. Any call, any ministry that you carry is not just going to happen. You have to press forward. In the pressing forward, this is where you have this struggle. This is where you have the intensity because you're pushing against the grain. The scripture says in 2 Timothy 4, verse 7 to 8, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Fight the good fight. Finish the race. Fight the good fight. Finish the race. Accomplish what the Lord has put inside of you. The Lord has put amazing things inside of us where there will be rewards in heaven. But not only that, guess what? It will be spoken of in the new age, the age to come. Fight, press in, accomplish what God has put inside of you. I believe every individual has a ministry. Every individual has a call of God. And when you look at the life of Jesus, Jesus knew his call. Jesus knew the work that was given to him. And so he was faithful in it. And he pushed and he struggled. And by struggling, I'm not saying he was in a position of weakness. I'm saying he was struggling because he was contending. He was fighting. He was engaging. He was resisting. In the Garden of Gethsemane, it's very interesting because what happens is Jesus is so heavy with burden of what he's going to go through. And the scripture says this. It says that the angels came and ministered unto him. I want to encourage you today. The Lord is observing us and the Lord is there for us. You will be amazed how the Lord upholds you in the struggle. You'll be amazed how the Lord will minister to you. Our Lord and King was ministered to. The scripture says, and an angel came and ministered to him, strengthened him, 
because the pressure was so intense that he needed that added strength to be able to complete the work on the cross. But listen to this. The scripture then goes on to say in the next verse that in agony, guess what he did? He prayed more earnestly. When the intensity of the fight reached a certain height, many of us, we kind of like keel over. We kind of like say, forget this. This is too much. But I'm telling you, the model is this. As it's very intense, rise up and press in. Press in more. Be more earnest. Because the agony is such that you are in anguish. But because you are trusting in the Lord, you will be able to press in earnestly. Press in earnestly. You know, a, a part of this struggle means a struggle for victory. A struggle for victory. And I really believe that as you and I, we hold on to God's word. Whatever we're going through, we will prevail. Whatever we're going through, we will press in. Whatever we're going through, we will break through. I want you to turn to neighbor and say you'll break through. Turn to your neighbor and say you will break through. Say to them, press in. Don't give up. Don't give up. The prize is just ahead of you. You shall prevail. For if God is for you, who can be against you? Greater is he that is in us. Greater is he that is in us. I want us to stand right now. Let's stand to our feet right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want you to lift your hands up right now. And I want you to begin to stir yourself up. 